Christ is born. Christus Razaesia. Please be seated. We always think of the night as something is uh, be protected from, usually because there's not much light. And of course, the giver of life, the source of all brightness and hope, was born in the dark of the night, bringing light to the whole world. And the light that came into the world was a man and a God, Jesus Christ. What was life like before him? Dark, no hope, death ruling over everything. At the funeral liturgies we sing, death where is your sting? And now we know what happened to it. It has gone because Christ is born. And he gives life and glory. And later in the liturgical year, we will celebrate both the resurrection of his mother and, and her ascension and, and the resurrection of Christ on Easter Day. But the joy starts here. This is where the joy starts when he's born into the world. His life is not going to be an easy one, but it's going to be redemptive for all of us. Everything he did in his life was a graced act, pouring upon us new life and hope, love, and eternal blessing of life for all eternity. So I wonder about a little bit the Magi coming to the cave and finding the infant and the brightness of the star. I would say probably no star was ever brighter than that one. And I have a little film that tells us it was a coalition of stars, not just one star. It lit up the whole world. And that made the darkness was dead. Hope was born in the birth of Savior. Now we, monks, are religious. So when I went to the bishop, or he came to me actually to talk to me when I was getting ready to retire, and uh, he says, well, what, what, I says, I, he says, why do you want to retire? You, you're strong enough to, he's interested in sort of telling me I'm strong enough to keep going. I said to him at that time, I says, this parish is, needs a strong pastor, it needs a well pastor, has the energy to uh, run this parish. And he said, and I said, but I would like to go to a monastery and make reparation for my sins. Actually, when you say that to a bishop, he cannot refuse you. You just have to know what to ask for. 
He said, why would you want to do that? And that's what answer I gave him. Why would an infant, beautiful, gorgeous, born of a virgin, who is a princess of the house of David, come into the world? He could be powerful. He could do more than any man could do. Of course, he wasn't just a man. And he came to bring light in life. All of us, as prince to holiness in this monastery, have our shortcomings and our bright, beautiful talents. And we are giving them both to the Lord in this life. And we want to live a life of brightness without pain, sorrow, or mourning. Unfortunately, pain, sorrow, and mourning are always with us. But brightness is something that can throw, show the world, and they'll want to know why you're happy. They'll want to know while you're smiling. They want to know that while your skin goes, brings forth light to everybody, and they've got sort of a dark skin. Why your hands are beautiful. It says in the gospel, blessed are the feet of those who walk in the mountains to preach the word of the Lord. And we live on a mountain. I like the mountain. I call it the Holy Mountain. And I like what goes on here. That the brightness of Christ is being lit here. So they were discussing today that some priests have saved the Paschal light from the Holy Land. We had it for a while in Seattle. It sort of got out when we weren't tending it. But the Paschal light because Christ is born, is already shining in everybody. It started to shine as he came an adorable child and laid in a stable. You would think that the most important man in the world ever to touch the earth would have been born in a royal palace. The Gospel proposes this question. He's born at a stable. Stables are places where animals are kept. And in the icons of the Nativity, you see the animals there with their breath, keeping the infant form and his mother, and Joseph pondering. Joseph pondered. We all ponder about our life. And we must ponder, first of all, to get a question to answer that, the life of Christ. In the eyes of the world, he was not a great success. But in his life, death, and resurrection, he saved 
the whole world which did not want to receive him. I wonder what the Virgin thought. I wonder how much she knew as she held the infant in her arms. Something new. A baby born by the Holy Spirit. A baby that ages of ages had prepared for the coming because there was only darkness and no hope. A baby who would be savior to the whole world. As she followed him during his public ministry, trudging all across Judea, up to Jerusalem and all that, I wonder what she thought. Did she make a cup of water for him? I know he gave it to her. Did she cook for him? How did she witness? By the brightness of light that shined from her son's heart into hers. So there's a woman's movement now, but no one is a greater woman, and there will never be a greater woman than the Holy Theotokos, because she was the mother, the Savior. Some would say, that's unfair for me to bring up, because no woman can compete with that. But many women, including my mother, brought a priest into the world to carry on his light. Each priest is a firstborn to God the Father. But the very, very firstborn was this priestly child who would give his life for the many. Also around us on this bright night were the stars. Stars are uh, controversial. They're always finding a new one and telling us what light comes from them and all these things, but to the Magi, stars meant something else. In their star study of the stars, they knew a great leader was coming. And of course, they visited Herod and he was very upset because they told him he would be a great king. And so he was. Stars were a gospel proclamation of the coming of the great king. Wise men testified to this, and so did the prophets. This man, this Jesus Christ, this baby, is like no other. So I remember the first time I was old enough to actually be quizzical about the crib that dad took me and mom to show me the crib. And of course the crib itself is the gift of St. Francis to us. He is the man who sort of invented the Christmas stable as part of our celebration. So we give him credit. And, we and I had his icon here, I like him. I don't know, I understand all Franciscan teaching, but I do like St. Francis. So anyway, the stars came from the heavens. From the earth came the stable. But from a human being came the mother who gave us Christ the Savior. All creation 
participated in giving us the great king. Now this evening, as we celebrate this beautiful liturgy, it's so elaborate, and justly so. It's so beautiful. The texts are so gorgeous. The vestments are beautiful. The light fills the little temple here. But the most important thing that fills this temple this evening will be Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist. That was made possible because the Virgin Mary gave him a body and brought him into this world. So we say of Mary, she was the, the woman or the virgin that baked the bread of Christ in her womb, which becomes the Holy Eucharist. So truly her flesh was the source of the Holy Eucharist. All these beautiful thoughts come to us at Christmas time and sometimes other times of year too. But I just can't imagine anything as wonderful as the birth of the Savior. I'm certainly glad he rose again when he died. I'm certainly glad that the glorified Lord, body, blood, soul, divinity is with us in the Eucharist. And in the Eucharist is also this, the infant. Sometimes I've seen in the Western Church where they have the infant on the holy bread uh, that they use for the Eucharist. And no, we don't do that. We put the resurrection on the holy bread, which is the ultimate gift of Christ. So this little child, again, in this troubled world we live in, is facing a challenge. Can he bring peace once more as he did on that night? Can the light of Christ be seen throughout the world? The tragedy of this Christmas is that in Bethlehem, they have a stable. And the stable is in Manger Square. And it's placed on a, the little infant. It's placed on a pile of junk, refuge from war. And he's not dressed in swaddling clothes, but a shroud. Because we, at this time of year, have great tragedy in the Holy Land where he was born. I can't understand how people can be so dumb. I can't understand why the King of Peace, uh, his message of peace and love does not fill their hearts. I think they're less than human sometimes. I think they forget that all of us have pain. All of us are born and we're all troubled by death. And they bring death to people. Uh, they didn't deserve to die. But I think this Christmas they're going to be happy in heaven. They're martyrs for the faith. Whoever thought and Christmas in the Holy Land would be marred the shedding the blood of the baptized children of the Lord. We pray for them and their families and for those who do not receive their 
the body and blood of our Lord, the infants in communion. We pray for the tragedy of humanity that is not appreciated, that humanity that Christ put upon himself, who is born of the Virgin Mary. We pray for some miracle of peace. The other thing I ask this in this day in prayer, this Christmas, is blessing on all the many men and women and people for over 50-some years, over about 56 years now, and maybe seven years before that where I was being trained, to support me in my quest for the priesthood and supported me in my missionary work. People would say, why do you go out there? Why don't you come home? The secretary from the cardinal called and said, are you coming back? I said, no, I'm staying here because this is not a Christian land. So I have a crazy notion that I'm a, sort of an apostle to the Northwest. About you good people here, I especially pray for my monks that they will persevere and we will pray for stability for the monastery that we get more vocations so that it can grow and we can build. And I pray for God personally that I'll live a little bit longer so that I'm not sick. I'm doing, I'm really very, uh, actually, I'm pretty healthy, but you never know when that's going to end. So the fathers tell us every day, think of your death. Well, I don't care for that too much, but I, I'm reminded every day. But I think best of all, to, of all the Christmases I've had in my life, and the beauty of my family, and how well they celebrated Christmas. How beautiful the churches were. How beautiful the singing. How beautiful the little infant they carried into the church in the procession. I think of the food they prepared and how they fast and how they hoped in Jesus Christ our Savior who comes to us this evening in our prayers, adorable infinite, with his hands outstretched, his heart beating with love, and is telling us, I grow in your heart as I grew in my mother's heart as an infant, and I grew in your heart. She'll be filled with mercy, grace, and love. And do not fear death. Remember, I'm going to greet you. And you'll see the glory of the heavenly kingdom. And do pray for your brothers and sisters who are not of our Christian faith. And be not afraid to share with your neighbors and your family Christmas love and Christmas joy. Because Christ is born. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.